welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. All right, thanks. Welcome, my name is Jason. I'm Recovering Sexholic. And my co-leader is... Andy. Andy. Thank you, Andy. I'm also sexaholic. He's a sexaholic, too. <clears throat> The topic we're sharing on is surrendering resentment. So if that's what you're looking for, you're in the right room. Please turn off any electronics, and please do not record any of this session in the spirit of the fifth tradition to carry the message. This session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during the session. If you don't want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to share, come up to the front and sit next to us in these seats right over here that we've lined up uh, and use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table and don't touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Let's begin with a moment of silence for all those who are still suffering and unable to attend a meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Again, our topic is surrendering resentment. We'll share for five or six minutes apiece about how this topic applies to our lives. Then we'll open up the meeting for all of you to share. You will each have approximately two minutes to share. We'll do two minutes. Uh, before we call time at the end. So I'm Jason. I'm a sexaholic. Surrendering resentment. Um, obviously, we we all, well, me, my personal experience, uh, we have issues with, uh, with surrendering uh, resentments. I know I do. And part of it is if you look at the white book, uh, there's a personal story at the beginning on page 23. I want to read a piece of that uh, just to talk a little bit about this. So it says, With no more resorting to drugs to avoid the reality of my own emotions, I began to see and feel them. Raw nerve endings of resentment, negativism, anxiety, and fear became exposed. Above all, I think I was afraid of finding out what I was really like on the inside. It wasn't pretty. I discovered that uninsulated by lust, sex, pills, and alcohol or entertainment, I was a very marginal person and would have to begin to begin growing where I left off at the age of eight. And so the pain began. When I saw the truth, uh, then I saw the truth of another paradox. We had to suffer to get well. You know, so when I got sober, obviously there's a lot of underpinnings as to the reason why I was acting out. One of those underpinnings was I was a marginal person and still am uh, and had to grow from that point. Uh, and I had all these, these emotions, and one of those was anger and resentment towards other people. And so once I got into the program, I needed a system to deal with these things that I was feeling. So for me, it it was starting working the steps. When I got into the program, I knew intrinsically I had to get a sponsor and I had to start working the steps. Uh, It was just something that I knew. I got a sponsor within a couple weeks, and we started working through the steps. And when it came to resentment, 
and you know, you didn't, you didn't have to do something for me to resent you, especially like, let's, let's say, uh, people that you call in and talk to on the phone, like the customer service folks, like you don't have to do anything to be wrong. I'm like automatically mad at you. Right. Uh, and so, or my wife, you know, a lot of resentment flows from that. If you're married, you could probably know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I needed something to deal with that. For me, that was the fourth step, right? Actually, when I came in, uh, when I was asked to lead this, I actually emailed back the person that was scheduling all these, and I said, eh, I don't think I have any experience with resentment. Like, I don't have a lot of experience to, to uh, share with folks. And he emailed me back, and he said, have you done this fourth step? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have done the fourth step. I do have some uh, resentments there that I worked through. And so I want to share that because, really, it's, it's not necessarily about my experience. It's about the program. What are the tools that you're given to deal with resentments? And so if you go to the AA Big Book on page 64, which is where it talks about uh, the fourth step, it goes into columns. And so your first column is I'm resentful at. So who are you resentful at? The second column is, why are you angry? So what's caused this anger? The second is you start to look at yourself, which is a key point, right? Um, I can be resentful at another person, but I can only control what's going on in my own heart and my own mind. Uh, and so the next part is what part of myself was threatened? So is it self-esteem? Is it pride, emotional security, financial security, et cetera? There's a whole list there for you. And then it says, where was I to blame? Was I dishonest, selfish, self-seeking, frightened, inconsiderate? And then what was the exact nature of my wrongs? And so in the fourth step, I was able to write these things out and look at where I was wrong. Um, because that, and that's, that's actually, if you want one key thing for my share, it's that I have to start saying I am wrong. I, Jason, am wrong. And I have to say it to my wife all the time because before and even now in recovery, I used to always play the strong man. Like I always had to to be right. Uh, a lot of this goes back to insecurity and all sorts of things, but I had to be right. Uh, you had to be wrong. And that's the way that I kept up my image. Um, and so this is in this whole step four process. It's about going back to the fact that I'm wrong and that's where I start on resentments. And then obviously you have other tools like surrendering resentment, things like that, but doing this inventory, taking action in step four is really where you start to tackle some of those resentments that come forth when you start to feel sobriety. So um, that's what I got to share for you, and I'll pass it off to Andy. Thank you, Jason. Uh, my name is Andy, and um, my um, my character defect is lust, and I want to be lost after, and like many uh, many of us. And um, when I first joined the SA, I, uh, I, I have this concept of self-denial. I've, I've, I denied everything. I say, oh, I'm not as bad as, as, as those people who attended the meeting. I'm pretty good de- and decent guy. And, and um, then when I went through the step and I started to realize, especially coming to uh, step four, um, basically what I have done is that uh, I've been – I thought I was happily married for a good 34 some odd years, but in that 34 years, um, I actually committed adultery. I had an extramarital relationship with another person for a good 13 years. And so I abused power, I, I, I crossed boundaries and, and, and so on. And, and uh, I, I, be, I became a professional liar. Initially, when my wife met me, it, uh, when I f- first lied, something, just very simple thing, uh, my face would turn red, right? And, and, and she knew right away, she knew right away I was lying. 
And then, uh, then, then after that, I, I, when it, when I crossed the boundaries and, and, uh, when I committed this adultery, extramarital relationship, and I become better and better and better liars. And then, uh, that she wouldn't even know I was lying through my teeth. And, um, so as I was going through, uh, step four, talking about resentments, I, I found out my primary problem that I have was always back to the day that we got married. The day we got married, my wife told me, it says that, um, you know, Andy, I, I, I still not comfortable with our relationship. I say, what do you mean by not comfortable with our relationship? She says, uh, well, because first of all, you, you are younger than I am. And then uh, second, you know, I'm still not comfortable that you have polio. And I grew up with the polio and, 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 um, and so I start laugh, I, I laugh so hard. I say, I say, those two are something I can never change. I can never be older than you. And, and I can never not have polio. So throughout the whole entire time, I'll try to prove it to her. I say, I will make sound decisions. I'll make mature decisions. I, I, I will be the leader of the family. And, and I will show it to you, even though I was younger than you, but I'm going to be mature than you. And then the, throughout the, throughout the whole entire time, I, I went karate. I, 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 I played, I, I, out of the older karate, I choose taekwondo because taekwondo, you need to kick, you need to jump. And they say, I'm going to prove it to you. I can walk, I can jump, I can kick. All right. And then, the, but throughout the whole entire time, deep down, I resented that statement. I resented that statement very, very badly. And, um, and once, once I got into this relationship that I felt that I was accepted, you know, deep yearning, I, I, I had this lust and deep yearning, I had this want to be wanted. But then as I was going through the step program, I realized that that was the deepest root of my, my, my problem. She can have whatever she wants to say about me. But how I am going to respond to that is up to me. You understand what I'm talking about? All right. And, and, but I choose the wrong way. I choose to, to run away from that relationship instead of continue to nurture it. And it's, um, and, and I went on for a good 13 years. And then uh, until one night, uh, I was caught. I was caught by my wife. And I was with the other woman and so forth. And, and, uh, and I realized that, you know, initially I thought I was able to do, help myself, you know, but, but I, I realized that I can't. I, and I really have to join the support group like SA. So I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, um, I've been sober since November the 15th, 2017. So I'm pretty a young fellow. All right, so it is great to be sober for another day. I'm very grateful for you be here and, and uh, that we can share and we can encourage one another and hopefully we'll see one another year after years. Thank you. And if you All right, now you have the opportunity to share with the group and please focus on the topic of the meeting, surrendering resentment. Like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic, avoiding 
explicit descriptions or distracting comments and focusing on the solution rather than the problem. And please do not share anything that legally would have been reported to the authorities. Please line up to your, to my left, your right. And so we don't have to wait for each person to come up and please speak loud enough for all to hear. And you each have two to three minutes. Okay. And the floor is yours. Good afternoon, folks. My name is uh, James, and I am a grateful recovering sexaholic. Hey. Hello and welcome. Uh, this is my first uh, exposure to this convention experience, and I'm going to address each part. Um, resentment is the problem. Surrender is the solution. Um, uh, I, too, became aware of the degree of resentment I was holding when I did my fourth step, and my uh, sponsor held it to me fairly rigorously. He was not going to let me off easy, and I'm very grateful that he did not. Uh, even my wife, early on in my recovery, she said, quote, unquote, James, you are the most anger-filled person that I've ever known. And this is coming from a woman whose father was a raging, raging alcoholic who often beat beat the living crap out of her, threw stuff around the house and stuff like that. Uh, and as far as some of my resentment, uh, where it started, was very young. I knew I was wrong. I was different in the wrong way, and I always felt I had something to prove. And I became resentful at anybody who just simply, you know, didn't quote-unquote take to me. And that started this pattern of just inherent uh, resentment, paranoia, fear, you name it, it was there. Um, uh, it wasn't until I came into the program that I became aware of the degree to which I had been not just fostering resentment but holding on to it. Um, I learned through my program early and often and through a great sponsor that the only way that you get freedom from that is to surrender it because uh, I can't handle it. I've never uh, been able to handle it, and I never will. Uh, the thing that the part, uh, so if that's the problem, I, the, the solution is surrender, and uh, I can say this uh, from my own personal experience that this is a work in progress. You're, you're, we're, I'm never going to get this art of surrender down perfectly. Uh, there's no way to. This is this is a work in progress. This is never going to be a finished product, and I can accept that and I can deal with that. And uh, once I finally got real and started surrendering on a real basis, these long-held resentments that I'd had harbored for decades uh, started to evaporate and started to go away. And each time I make that choice to surrender, I'm unplugging from my resentment and I'm plugging into the positive force within me and the positive force within my fellows. And I can, and, uh, and, and God has blessed my journey in that and that as, uh, I have, I've been sober for over four and a half years right now. And if I've not learned how to surrender resentment rather than be enslaved by it, I would, I would have no sobriety at all. And that's, uh, the whole car, the hard and the cold truth. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Howard. I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Howard. And uh, uh, I, I, I struggle with resentment uh, quite a bit. But uh, with my uh, family, uh, 
with my uh, children and their spouses, we always seemed to have a good relationship, and uh, we tried to have a lot of fun when we were together. And uh, then when, uh, you know, my, uh, my uh, addiction was disclosed, uh, that seemed to feel more strained around them. And uh, so we were um, planning to go see my, uh, my child and his spouse and his family, and uh, we were told that they really wanted us to stay at a hotel instead of stay with them. And, uh, of course, I... That felt pretty bad, but because um, we always stayed at their house, and uh, they uh, also, you know, complained a lot about that there was seemed to be a lot of uh, stress between me and my wife, and that that was upsetting in their house. And uh, so, uh, I, you know, in my head, I knew I I've got to surrender this. You know, I got to surrender this resentment. It's, you know, I won't be able to go see him. And uh, I just was really struggling with that. I just, I could surrender it, you know, and it just didn't seem to be working. And uh, one one thing my sponsor told me that really seemed to save the day for me was he said, "Well, I could, I could resent it, and uh, you know, say, well, you know, they they don't like me or something. I could take it that way, or I could." In my mind, I could think, well, uh, it's nice that they trust me enough to say how they feel. And uh, that, hmm, that just really helped. So I just wanted to share that. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Howard. I'm Steve. I'm a sexaholic. My sobriety date is 12-12 of 2002. I've also got 25 years in AA sobriety. And uh, I was molested when I was younger, and then I was raped at 15. And I thought I forgive a bunch of times. I thought I forgive them, but I didn't. And uh, when I got really serious in this program... A uh, big book guy in AA took and told me about 552 in the big book. And if you guys ain't got a big book of AA, you need to get one and start studying in there because that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. And it talks about resentments. And anybody, and the first thing is forgiveness. It goes right along with it. I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive the ones that hurt me. I had to forgive God for doing what I, I, I didn't realize I had a resentment against him because of he took my dad when I was 11, and I would grant my dad for dying, and on down the line. And uh, But the thing is, in 552, it tells us that, uh, to pray for that one, those that individual, what we want for ourselves. And we pray for them, and, and you know, nice cars, nice house, healthy family, and, and uh, on down the line. And... Doing that, it says that you can do it, do it for two, two weeks, even if you don't feel like it. Pretty soon you'll start feeling like it. And, uh, it didn't ever really tell us to stop. But in doing that, I also found out that, uh, uh, I've been put down for saying something or something after a group talking to somebody and, and I can found out I can almost get cussed out or cussed out if you really. 
and take and stand there and pray for them at my head at the same time there and listen to what they're saying because there's a minute there's a little bit of truth in what they're saying and uh, they're seeing something in them I don't know if you've ever done it but I've seen some people that lie and I used to do half truths and I didn't want to commit it to be lies but I'd see that in them and I'd take them want to jump all over them and be sarcastic well they do that to me and and I had to forgive them and go on and but take and look at that little bit of truth and find it out because there's a lot of growth in here. I mean, I've lived the, I mean, I've worked the program. That first three months is hell times with SA and AA and on down the line. And it's, it's hard and it gets easier and it gets easier. And like my first sponsor said, you take and do the steps with a sponsor. I said with a sponsor. I tried them without it. One and, uh, and when you're myself for a sponsor, it didn't work. One, then you go to two and you do one and two. You go to three, you do one, two, and three. Until you're doing all 12 like balloons on a string, you just pull them down and day as you need them. And one of them uh, is resentments. They say 85% of our problems is addictive is, is because of resentments. We get upset with people or whatever, and we have to feel good. So what we do is we go to one of our best friends, and it may be ice cream, it may be other stuff, and on down the line. But we can do this, and I found out just a few years ago that I don't have to get angry anymore by taking and relieving that thing in my head and forgiving those people as they do something to me. And tell you, don't take it so personally, but take and take it seriously and work, pray about it afterwards to find out what I'm doing wrong. But it, I don't have to get angry, and I never, I never do that. I always got angry. I'd take it home with me. And at 23 years old, I remember stomping through the house because I was so mad. But I couldn't, I couldn't show, I just, I was very passive. I didn't want to show my anger to people. But my wife and family seen it. But resentments is a thing and surrender. I had to learn to surrender. It went along with step one, two, and three when I almost killed myself. God deal with me about surrender, taking doom one, two, three. And I did that on steps, the step one, two, and three for two and a half weeks and forgive myself for the first time at 52 years old. And my life has changed over that too. Surrender is a big thing. And surrender my, my, just every little detail. I found out that God cares about every little detail of our lives. It don't matter what, now that's another big thing. I had to take my boundaries off of God. Whatever, whatever name you want to call him. He still loves us enough. He's helped, wants to help us humans. If we're serious about wanting help, he's willing to help us. And that really, for a religious person like me, uh, that just makes me think, you know. So I had to surrender that too. I had to surrender. My way isn't always the perfect way. And, uh, the book works. And the books work, both of them, AA and SA, if we'll work them. But, uh, if we just read them and go to meetings, I don't get it. God bless you. I'm Dustin. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Hello. Um, my sobriety day is May 24th, 2017. I've been working diligently since the day I told my wife that this was a problem for me. Uh, acted out that morning, told her in the afternoon, went to a meeting that night, and uh, been to over 400 meetings since. And um, on the topic resentment, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm 
discovering just how much I was uh, conscious about my resentments and, and used resentment as a tool uh, to fuel the acting out. Because if I could be resentful, um, I could withdraw. If I could withdraw, then I could isolate. If I could isolate, then I could act out. And uh, if I could act out, then I could stay mad. And if I could stay mad, I could stay resentful. And um, as I look back and I realize that most of that pattern was conscious, there's a lot of subconscious parts to it, but um, I knew I was doing that as I was doing it. And um, somewhere along the line in the last year and a half, I've, I heard that uh, resentment actually is from a Greek word, uh, Meaning to feel again, to refeel, uh, to refeel those things over and over. And these things, it's almost like I've experienced this, um, this, like a scratch in a record, you know, like a hiccup in my own operating system where it would, I would just get locked on to not good enough, locked on to, Nobody likes me, no, locked on to I'm not smart enough, my parents should have done X, I should have done Y, all that kind of stuff. And, and my, my, my brain is stuck on a loop. And um, another thing that I've learned in this is who you are is where you were when, and that's when the record got a scratch in it for me. One of the things was, you know, my parents didn't put me in uh, team sports or I didn't get to do karate or whatever it was. And so as I go back through those parts of myself, my character defects and realize that, no, that's, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I can forgive, uh, and, and move past that re-feeling, uh, of those emotions. And, um, in recovery, I have, um, begun to play the piano again, taking lessons. I've um, joined karate for the first time in my life, which I'm a yellow belt now. There's 12 belts in my karate school, and I thought that's perfect for the 12 steps and the 12 belts. Don't know how that goes, but it probably is connected. Um, but I've been able to just be free uh, from those constant loops in my brain that, that hold me uh, in the dark, shadowy places of my of myself. Uh, for that, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the program. And I'm also uh, up here because I was sitting in the back of the room and I thought, okay, I was resentful to my parents for making me the shy one by saying, oh, he's our shy one, which is uh, some thing I lived into. And um, tell you what, walking from the back of the room to the front and sitting down, that's enough to get my heart rate up for sure. So, <laughs> whew, feels good. I had no idea what I was going to say, but... Um, I think with that, I'm in. Thank you. Hi, I'm Carlton, a recovering sexaholic. My sobriety date's February 1st, 2003. Um, I was a difficult recovery person. Um, and um, when I came in, I got caught in... And, uh, you know, just my whole world fell apart. So I, I was ready for recovery. But um, I, I moved through step one and two and three and got to four. And that's where I hit a brick wall. Um, part of the thing was I was a guy that just didn't have any resentments. 
Um, so we could skip that whole part. Um, if, if I didn't like you, I'd just stay away from you, and it was your problem, not mine. So um, for about two and a half years, I'm step four. Um, I'm a, my, my sponsor was a saint that even stayed with me that long. But I wrote and rewrote about all the people I knew that caused me to be a sexaholic, and it was all their fault. Uh, and my sponsor just kept saying, you don't get it yet. But uh, So one day I'm at a meeting, and our format was we have a large meeting of about 45 people. We do our leads and readings and everything, and then we break up to smaller groups for discussion. Well, that night I didn't go to my smaller group. I took a piece of paper and went into an empty classroom, and I said, started writing what made me mad and with what made me mad it was who was I mad at or what was I mad at and within about 10 or 15 minutes I had the whole page covered with all these things I was mad at and for the first time in my life I realized that I had resentments a whole page of them was staring me in the face so I shared that with my sponsor, and he kind of said, well, okay, what are you going to do with it? Well, I was able to put my resentments into three piles. The first pile were what I call my pet peeves. These are things in my head that I decided I'm going to let them control how I react. And, and, and it's... I can just let it bother me. Somebody cuts me off, somebody honks at me, all that stuff. They do it. I react to it. And I can change how I react, and I don't have to let it bother me. And I said, boy, that's pretty easy. So kind of dealt with those. The next group was a little harder. People would do things, and... It would bother me, but I'd let them do it continuously, just over and over. And I never had the idea that I could approach them and say, when you do that, it makes me sad or angry or whatever it is that it bothers me. And I tried that a couple of times with my wife, and she said, I didn't know it bothered you. You know, like, um, what was the one? It was, it was something, but basically she says, you know, you're, you're doing too much, doing something or something. And her response was, well, maybe you could help with the dishes. <laughs> so, well, maybe I could help with the dishes, <laughs> you know. But uh, so it kind of opened the door that I could express that I was uneasy with the situation I could talk to somebody other, and maybe we could work it out. I just don't have to let it go on and let it control me. Pile three. Those were things that somebody did to me, and I knew it was wrong. They were guilty. I couldn't give up my principles because they were wrong. Those were the hardest ones. 
So I had to look. Why, why can't I give this up? I can't admit that the, they were right because they were wrong. So what I found out was when I was wrong, they were touching some side, something inside of me, my inner core, my beliefs. And so I had to get to the point, I say, what were those inner beliefs? And the answer turned out to be, these are things I'm afraid of. These were my fears. So I see resentment and fear as being closely linked. Those things that I cannot get up, that I'm justified and being resentful about, it's, it's my fear. And so I have to address those by dealing with my fears. And so that's where I've been for the last number of years trying to address those fears. So thank you. Good afternoon, I'm Dave. I'm recovering six holic. Uh, two minutes is nowhere nearly long enough to talk about resentment for me. Uh, my heart's beating fast enough it'll seem like two minutes. Um, Resentments are something I still struggle a lot to give up. It's, uh, I grew up with an angry alcoholic father and I've stuffed anger all of my life. Found out that resentment's kind of an easier way for me to feel anger. It's a safer kind of way. It's, it's a, you know, take it inside and just kind of hold it inside and grumble about it kind of thing. Um, so there are, Part of it is, is learning to deal with the, you know, what is the fear? Uh, what is going on inside of me? And, and uh, has a boundary been crossed? Is there something that I actually need to take action about? Um, the core for me with resentment, though, is that I'm still playing God when I have resentment. I know how things should be. I know the way they will work out. Um, my safety says... If this happens, I will be safe. So it's my fear around all of those things. And giving that up and surrendering, because that's what I need to do about it, it's I am not God. I can't play my higher power. When I have a resentment, it's because I expect things to be differently and they're not. And I don't know, as my sponsor likes to say, I don't, I do not know what will optimize my long time, long term happiness. Uh, I'm not my higher power. I don't know what I need. I don't know what other people need. I need to surrender my resentments. Um, and I will need to do that for the rest of my life. And uh, God willing, it will get easier. seems to have so far. So that's resentment for me. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Thanks. I'm Don. I'm a sexaholic. Everybody. Um, yeah, I, I was trained at a young age uh, uh, in anger. And um, like has been said, um, resentments, resenting someone or things that were done unjustly to me was a, was a good way for me to hang on to it, to justify myself. 
my righteousness because um, I knew I knew that it was wrong, uh, and I many times wanted to do something to that person, you know. Um, anyway, for me, um, my resentments and anger was a way uh, I, I used that to push people away in my life. And I pushed them away out of this twisted idea that it would protect me and I could, I could stay angry, uh, but also I could do what I wanted to do. Um, I was in, uh, I, I stopped, I joined AA back many years ago. Uh, I gave up all of that, but this I would not give up. I would not give up my acting out. And, to do that, I lied, um, and when when I was caught, um, I continued continue to push those people in my life away, and um, cause causing a lot of pain and it's just a, a vicious cycle. So, um, started this program a couple months ago. Uh, I relapsed. I have a new sobriety date of. June 28th this year, and uh, I'm very grateful to be here. I especially have a lot of resentment to God, but I believe he's big enough to handle my, my anger. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm happy to have a chance at recovery. And uh, thank you. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Hi, my name is Roger, and I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Hi, Been in a program for about 15 years, and I can never I can never say that I was a rageaholic, but I was an awful angry person, slamming doors on occasion driving away, that kind of thing. And I am not that type of person anymore, but I still get angry on occasions. Uh, I'm human. But um, I still get resentful about little things. And the one little thing that I get resentful the most about is I can't control the way my wife thinks. I want her to think and agree with me. Um, and I know that's insanity. I know that's the first step tells me that. And the first three steps say that I have to let that go. But nonetheless, the fact that she has a different reality than my reality, it causes me to get angry. And the fact that I can say to her often um, that I'm sorry, um, you know, and I, and I say that. And the fact that she comes from a family where they literally, where they literally never said, I am sorry. And she came from that type of family where she never heard the words, I love you, in her life from her family. And the fact that, so it's, and I might hear, hear her say those words, I mean, she says I love you a lot, but to say that uh, I'm sorry, I mean, that's, that's rare. And I get resentful for that. And 
Um, which a little thing to get resentful for, but I do. And, and I struggle with that. But I'm grateful for that I have this program. I'm grateful that we can share this, and I know that I do progress. I have progress on this, and thanks for the lead. Thanks, Yankel sexaholic, sober about almost four months, three months and three and a half weeks. Um, I don't want to come up here. That's why I came up here. Um, that's generally how my sobriety and recovery works. Um, in terms of resentment, I have when I also when I first came into program many years ago, I thought I had no resentments. Um, now I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, just what's going on right now. I resent my wife. I'm separated now. Um, she has someone, her sister is staying in the house, staying in our room. And I resent that mostly based off my fear or my sense of self, self-esteem, meaning I am no longer valued. I am a non-entity. I am invisible. Um, I lose my sense of self. That is one big thing for me, is not being a person in someone else's eyes, in what I perceive as someone else's eyes. Um, generally resentment goes with accept, acceptance. If I, resentment means I am unwilling to accept the way things are right now. Um, as someone said before, a lot of playing God because me as my older sponsor called me the great Oz. I know exactly how things are supposed to be right now. Um, and I don't. The other resentment, the resentment that I wanted to share because I don't want to talk about is resentment against my father. Um, grew up with a rageful sexaholic that only now I found out, well, not now, probably 15 years ago, found out he's a sexaholic. And for me to let go of the resentment against him is accepting the way things are, that I don't really have a father who's there for me. And I just, my resentment is my connection to him. And if I let go of that, I don't have a father. I'm just fighting that to the, it's hitting me to the core, really to the core. And I'm sharing it because I need to surrender it and uh, somehow forgive and let go and let God and accept um, living life on life's terms. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Israel. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Uh, like a previous share mentioned, I uh, 
and didn't want to come up here, so I decided it would be not my will to come up here. Um, yeah, when I first of all apologize for missing the first half of the meeting. Um, with re- with regard to resentments, um, when I first came in, uh, resentments were. Uh, I was okay with everybody. Everybody was okay, you know? It wasn't a big deal. All right. And then when, as I started moving forward in sobriety and in recovery, um, along the journey, I realized how uh, much I really did burn up inside. Um, and a really good way to uh, work through those resentments is the steps, uh, step four, step five, six, and seven, um, eventually step ten. Um, and, um, with, with, with putting it down on paper, my experience has been, um, uh, I, I noticed something different about myself now that I put it down on paper. When I first put it down on paper, before I put it down on paper, I would see, I would see someone, um, did something wrong to me. Someone cut me off on the road or whatever, um. Uh, and, and I would go on and on about this person and what they did and how bad they are and, and what an idiot and, uh, his parents and his grandparents. Where country does he come from? And all those things again. And it just went on and on. And my brain didn't shut up. Um, and now I put it down on paper. I put the guy's name. First of all, he's, he or she is a human being. That I learned from writing it down. Second column, you know, what is it if, uh, you know, what is it that they did? And that's it. That's all it is. Just what they did. It's not all that other stuff. And I go to the next column and, you know, like I heard Joe and Charlie say, you know, um, now I understand why it affects me so much. Why do I get so angry? And, and I start realizing why certain ones aren't, don't make me so angry because it only affects my pride or, you know, but this other one affects my ambitions and, and just everything, you know, all the, okay. Um, and so that's why I get so angry, even though it seems like a small thing. And then I'm able to look at my own wrongs. And there I realized that um, the reason why resentful is so, like, delicious for me, I love it, is because I don't have to look at my wrongs. When, when I did something wrong, I cut the guy off a minute ago. Now he cut me off, and I'm resentful at him so that now I can only focus on him. It's sort of like a denial for me, like living in fantasy of me never being wrong. And uh, being able to look at myself and say, hey, you know, you're a selfish son of, you know, um, uh, and say, um, you know, you're being judgmental or uh, stubborn or things like that and say, okay, this is me, God, uh, admit it, you know, I give you me. And, uh, you know, and, and to be able to live that way is, uh, has been liberating. So uh, that's what I got about resentments. Thanks. Thank you, Israel. Hello, everyone. I'm Michelle, a grateful sexaholic. I've been sober since October 23rd of last year. Um, I believe I was conceived out of resentment. My I, my mother was resentful of her father, therefore ran off and got pregnant with, you know, at 19. Um, and that bred into my entire life. Um my family of origin has always been resentful of everything that everybody has ever done against them. Um, 
up until probably uh, since last October 23rd, um, I was angry at everybody. I was even angry at myself. I don't know if you have resentments towards yourself, but I was resentful that I could not get my act together. I could not um, face my demons. I could not resist temptations. Um, But now with this program, I am able to uh, surrender. And sometimes I have to say the serenity prayer probably 20 times, um, back to back to back to back, um, until it sinks in. Surrendering the resentment towards anybody. Um, Currently going through a divorce, and it, it sounds silly, but I didn't think I had any resentments towards my husband. Um, and now I'm realizing that I do. However, um, this program has allowed me to have the tools to be able to deal with those, um, instead of, um, having all of that anger balled up inside of me. Um, so I am just, I know it's a pretty short chair compared to everybody else, but I'm just grateful to be here. This is my first convention and, um, I'm just trying to soak it in. So thank you. Um, anything that you have heard at this meeting is strictly the opinions of the individual participants. And it's all stand and uh, say the, um, the seventh step prayer. Okay. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad. I pray that you now remove me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Have a nice day. Thank you very much for participating. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.